On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Kenny Hayesfield from Kenny Flowers. What an awesome conversation. We talked all about how you know they started their brand. He bought his first 200 shirts in Bali and how they've grown into you know, quite a substantial uh, brand. Now we talked about what the pandemic was like, what uh, marketing is working in 2022. You guys are not going to want to miss this episode. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I am joined by Kenny Hayesfield from Kenny Flowers. Kenny, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this conversation. We were chatting a little bit about some of the big events going on in your life. Before this, for people who don't know anything about you uh, or anything about Kenny Flowers, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you guys do. Sure. Well, my name's Kenny. I'm the founder of Kenny Flowers, a modern resort wear brand. You may have heard of us before. You may not have. That's just the exciting, you know, position we're at right now where we're, we're growing quickly. We're really enjoying, you know, each step of the way. But hey, we're not quite a household name yet. And that, that's okay. That's what we're, you know, striving to become. I started, let's see, back in 2015. When I was, uh, you know, consulting for IBM, working a super cushy corporate job, I didn't even hate it. I kind of liked it. But at the same time, when this idea for Kenny Flowers and, you know, making this new wave of Hawaiian shirts come to life, when that idea came about, I just, I realized it was my calling and I decided to go 100% all in on it. I bootstrapped my, you know, my way over to Bali to make those first few hundred shirts and really from that moment, we've been able to just, you know, continue to reinvest and, and get to where we are now, where, which is just a, you know, super exciting journey, always fun to reflect back on it. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of fun getting to have these times, you know, sometimes to, you know, you're not in the the day to day in an interview like this, right? And you can really like remember like, oh, yeah, like we've actually come a long ways from that, from those times. Kenny, who, uh, just so people sort of understand, who would be like a main kind of competitor to you guys in the space? Who are some of the big, the big dogs? Yeah, I mean, when we started back in 2015, it was, you know, solely focused on making this new wave of like men's Hawaiian inspired shirts, short sleeve button downs. It was really ahead of the resurgence that we've seen now. You can look anywhere and start to see them, not just our brand, but you know, tons of other people. At the time, it was really Bonobos that was running the gambit. There were a ton of, um, you know, these bigger like Nordstrom level places that maybe had one Hawaiian shirt as an offering. It was at the time where as a guy, you would say, you know what, I need one Hawaiian shirt for that one party a year. And that's it. And what I saw was this opportunity where people were on camera more often, whether it was Snapchat, Instagram, 
they were just getting caught wearing what they're wearing a bit more. So you couldn't pull off wearing the same shirt every weekend. And I, I realized that there was going to be more opportunities, more times, especially as the work environment was starting to get more relaxed to, um, you know, to have a fun shirt on and, instead of one that's a little bit more boring. So the competitors back then, I mean, at that size and still even today, I really like, you know, I, I'm aware there's, you know, competitors or people out there that my customers enjoy to to wear as well. But I really do think, and we can get into it this episode, how we run a unique race, really do what we do best. And and that creates an awesome experience for our diehard customers and people looking for something new. No, that's great. Well, hey, let's talk about some of that growth. Yeah. Where did that original growth come from in 2015? And I'd love to hear a little bit of, of that story of, of how you really knew that you actually had something. You know, you're working this cushy job, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, you go over, you invest in in a few hundred shirts. What was the, that growth like in the in the first few years? Yeah, I knew the idea was something worth acting on because when I started to tell people about the idea, I would have people that I didn't tell that idea to come to me saying, hey, man, when are those shirts going to be ready? I want to rock them next summer. So this was fall 2014. And there was already this buzz, this word of mouth around it, where I kind of had to step up to the plate and make, you know, make something. So I quit my job early January, moved to Bali. I knew nothing about fashion. I did not have a business plan. I just really wanted to get on the ground, give it my all, put together really the best product that I could. I would say my focus that first really year, two years was on the product, the designs, making sure that what I had to offer was really something that could do. And honestly, the, the only reason we made it past those couple of years is because of my awesome friends and those first customers that were out there wearing the shirts, getting compliments, talking about the the brand. And um, we really grew like completely organically, not a dollar spent on marketing those first couple years, which was a, obviously a very like unique, special time, but also one of those like, oh, if I knew more about Facebook ads, if I knew more about like, you know, some of these marketing <laughs> systems at the time, totally. grown quicker. It's funny because I, I look back to now too with the brands that we own and I'm like, ah, oh, if I would have known how bad yeah. 2021 and 2022 were going to be ads wise, I would have poured millions of dollars into it back then and just been like, whatever, we're just going to grow like this. Right. Uh, instead of the, the the slower trickle. And now, you know, now we're in this place where it's like, okay, we're all trying to reinvent ourselves as far as or reinvent our marketing teams and our and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. So yeah, super, super interesting. What well, was that sort of pivot point where you really saw the kind of exponential growth that you guys have had? Yeah, I would say those first couple of years we were really focused on, you know, I was thinking, what shirts do I want to wear? What are some fun prints designs? I was really designing for myself or customers, you know, like me to a degree. And I think the yeah, real yeah. growth took off when I started to realize, hey, look, Kenny Flowers, you know, it's not for one type of person or it's not just for men. It's for women too. It's for anyone that wants to make you know, the most of their vacation, anyone that wants to put a shirt on and just have a better day than they would have had otherwise. So we really started to expand after those first couple of years on the marketing side. I felt like, hey, look, this is something that I know my customers are enjoying. And I need to get this to more people, I need to get it out there. So we started to work with, you know, the Facebook ads, Instagram, in addition to our organic growth. But really, I think the moment it popped was when my now wife came into the picture and said, you know, the the girls are asking for something and like they want a way to really, you know, embody and live that Kenny Flowers brand as well. And like, you got to do something for them. And the last thing, you know, I ever wanted to do 
was be in charge of designing bikinis and, you know, all these cuts, fits, intricacies. But luckily, she was super passionate about that space. And we were able to really level up, not just being a, say, like Hawaiian inspired shirt brand, but really focus on becoming a modern resort where for him, for her, for whoever that wants to rock it. And our product offering really expanded that. And now like our customers went from, you know, just being guys to now being pretty split between men and women. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible to be able to make that sort of transition. Kenny, what's one of the big mistakes that you made uh, when you guys first started that you wish you could go back and change? Yeah, I mean, like we were just talking about, you always wish you did more early on. But ever since the beginning, I really wanted to make sure that I was establishing taking each step for what it was and making sure that I was growing the business in a healthy way. I would say the like kind of like a a funny mistake I made in the beginning was just, you know, I was so focused on making the best shirt that I could in those first few months that all of a sudden the shirts were nearly ready to go. And I realized I don't even have like a brand logo or a logo (laughs) that can go on the hang tags or the, you know, wash care, everything. So it got to this point where it was like, you know what, as an entrepreneur, as someone starting something, you can definitely draft up a business plan. You can put together a to-do list. That's going to be a quarter of what actually goes into it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Sometimes it's better not to know everything that's going to go into it. Totally. And you just got to learn those mistakes, right? Or not even mistakes, just like learn, you know, as you go along, you're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to forget that one next time. I'm not going to forget this. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, it's, you know, 2022 or kind of late March as we're recording this, this probably is going to come out sometime in April. What's working for you guys marketing wise uh, in 2022? Where, where are you seeing the wins and where are you acquiring new customers? I'm always interested to see what, you know, where other people are playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for us, it's a super exciting time because people are really starting to get out and about again. They're going on those vacations they couldn't go on in 2020, 2021. They're going to bars wearing Kenny flowers and starting to generate more of that organic word of mouth. Hey, where did you get that? You know, those conversations are happening again. So that has always been a core for us. But as you can imagine, and I'm sure you hear from every direct to consumer brand, it's like, what the heck? These Facebook, Instagram ads that were helping us find, you know, the best customers for us a year ago are suddenly shaping up. So we're really working on diversifying our marketing approach. We want to be getting more into events. I'm actually the shirt I'm wearing right now is a collab that we're working on with a um with a microbrewery here in Charleston where my wife and I just moved. And, you know, we're just, we want to be trying these things, working on like not just thinking within the clothing industry, within the online space even, but really like where are our customers? What are our customers doing and how can we make make that better? Can we throw an awesome party in Charleston that people, you know, can make it to here, but also can see and get excited for their next time out somewhere else. So we're really working on, you know, just thinking through what do our customers want from us? We're always, always listening to them. That's what got us through the pandemic. And that's what I think is going to, you know, be our best asset kind of going into this new year too. I'll also add, we're like, we did not slow down during the pandemic. We of course had our hiccups. We of course thought we were, you know, going straight downhill and not going to live another day. We did have those moments, but we also used that time to, to dream bigger and get to a point where now in 2022, like we do have exciting new prints, new collections coming out that time with people's like mood, excitement, the destinations they want to be traveling to in the next few months. 
Let's talk supply chain. What has that been like for you guys going through the pandemic and now kind of coming sort of out of the pandemic? I mean, depending on where in the world it is, how has that affected you guys uh, as far as being able to fulfill and actually get the products that you're creating? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been, you know, one of the biggest challenges of the past couple years. And I don't think it's unique to just those years. I think it's just the adjusting times and the quickness that things can happen now in the world. We make our products in in Bali, Indonesia, in Medellin, Colombia, and in Portugal too. So we have a little bit of a spread where, you know, if something crazy happens with like freight shipping in China, we're not necessarily impacted by that. With that said, there have been times where like Colombia government has said, you know what, no one's working these next two months, it's a lockdown. And that's right when we have wow. to need our swim trunks, our bikinis for specific times. So we've definitely had to, you know, do our share of battling working around, but also just really working closely with our factories. So we work with these smaller boutique factories and have real relationships with them. So even when, you know, their lockdowns went into effect, we knew that the 50 people working there and that we had worked hard to help them hire and help them like bring in and train up. We knew their, you know, their lives, their families were dependent on those salaries and and on yeah. um, what they could do. So even during lockdown, we found ways to get advanced payments to them, get them through these tough times times. And I think that created a real like devotion to our to our product to what we're making so that the second they could get back, you know, to what they do, they were bringing their a game and we were able to make up for lost time and play around. But yeah, I mean, those delays, those, uh, you know, it's real and it's hard. And you know, there's different ways to approach it, whether you're putting products on pre order, whether you're just taking the hit of not having sellable product in the moment. But we you know, we did the best to navigate, we updated our marketing language 2000 times and 2020, I always tell the story like, you know, we had our collections lined up to launch in like March and April, and we were having so much fun promoting this, like go on a vacation with your friends, like go have this whole group gathering opposite of social distancing at home. So we had to (laughs) really rethink like, you know, what Kenny Flowers is doing at home. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that would have been uh, a very interesting time as a uh, semi travel brand, right? Uh, And especially as a, uh, you know, a stay at home was happening, right? And Mm -hmm. everyone's locked down. They're probably not going to be wearing uh, as many Hawaiian shirts as they, they would have in the past. Yeah, we we didn't think so. And that was kind of like, to your point, we're just kind of like, okay, well, shoot, if everyone's at home, they're going to be in sweatpants all day. But what we found and like what really like transitioned us during that time was like the fact that people just wanted something to brighten their day. It felt so gloomy for the, especially those first couple of months um, that people were ordering shirts to wear on their Zoom calls to just to brighten their day a little bit for that at home, you know, Zoom happy hour. And, you know, we just kind of switched from that mentality of go out and go on vacation to kind of like bring vacation to you, you know, like still find ways to enjoy a given day or, or make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk wholesale. Are you guys selling into uh, partner stores, any of that kind of stuff? We are on, on a small scale. So we're mostly online. But with that said, I think the best thing for customers sometimes is just to be able to feel the product, see it in person, make sure they're, you know, they know it's for them. And we're currently working with like some small boutiques. We recently launched our golf line last year, and that's a type of product that golfers love to resonate with courses they've played. So being at those courses and being a part of those experiences is incredibly important. 
important. So we're definitely putting a little more emphasis on wholesale than we have in previous years. The exciting thing about wholesale from a online perspective is you just never know who's going to discover your brand, who's going to walk in a store, see your name for the first time, either buy it there and you have no idea it happened or, you know, go to you later on online. So one fun just wholesale story for us is Jimmy Buffett walked into a store, bought a couple Kenny Flowers shirts back in like 2000. 18 and wore those shirts on tour also like he just as a customer just liked how they felt felt good when he was doing his thing on stage and before we knew it we had you know a lifestyle legend wearing our shirts all summer so wow you know and like what like the perfect person to wear your shirts you can't get any better it was like willie nelson smoking your weed you know like (laughs) <laughs> no, it was it was pretty spot on, pretty amazing, and it was really a turning, an exciting point for us. Where you know that was something all of our customers back then like remember still to this day. Wow, that's great, Kenny. I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast: What is your secret to scaling? I would say that for Kenny Flowers, our secret to scaling is really staying as authentic and true to ourselves as we can, just at a bigger scale. So of course, when you know our customers are our friends, or I think literally in that first year, it was like two, 300 total customers. We knew all of them. It felt like this little island party. Everyone, if you did run into someone else wearing a Kenny Flowers shirt, it was like this game changing you know, moment in a night. But really, as we've scaled, it's really been about staying true to that. And there's a lot of brands that can, you know, get popular very quickly, like they put together a formula, they nail what their product is, they scale 100x in a year. But then all of a sudden, there's not much more past that they've kind of they've peaked or they've run out or they've exhausted what they have, you know, to go with. And for us, we've really looked at this. I've always thought of Kenny Flowers as like, hey, I'm going to be doing this really forever. And hopefully it lives on past me. I want it to span generations, really be a, a brand that people can connect with. So with that said, I've really focused on look like we're going to do what's right business wise, we're going to do what's right at the scale, we're not going to try to over push ourselves or you know, overextend too much in one way or another. And that's really helped, I think, build up a solid, awesome customer base that is now all over the US starting to span in different areas of the world. And yeah, we're just we're just excited to be really like scaling, but not just doing so based off a print of a shirt doing so in a way where we know that if someone does fall for us, like fall in love with us, sorry, not fall, like we're tricking them. Um, But if someone does, you know, if someone really does like a print they see in an ad and they buy that shirt or that bikini, we feel confident that there's like a lot more depth and value that they can get by continuing to be with Kenny Flowers to understanding, oh, shoot, I got this because I liked how it looked. I didn't realize it was made by a like women run factory in Colombia. I, you know, I got this shirt because I thought it looked cool, but I didn't realize that there's actually like a guy hand cutting each one in Bali and making sure the pattern matches up down the front. So we Mm. we really tried to like build, you know, really build out that story and also just not necessarily put everything at the forefront from a marketing side. We really think there's a lot that's exciting to kind of discover along your journey with a brand um, such as ours. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. I got three more questions for you, Kenny. I hope that you are ready. Let's hit them. All right. First question, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a great one to kick it off. I, like personally or as a brand? Any, whatever, whatever you like, whatever comes to mind. Okay, awesome. I mean, this is like a super, super simple one, but 
I just love WhatsApp and I don't think people in the US realize how just convenient it is for conversation across the world. It's obviously, you know, like other messaging platforms, but I've just found it so embedded in, in what we're doing every day with factories around the world, with my own travels and still staying connected with the team. On the business side, though, like, I mean, Slack is just growing on me more and more every day. We've used it. We're probably a little late to the game as a team, but we've been using it pretty strong for, I'd say, like two years now. And like each day, I feel like it gets more and more valuable to us. It and Slack just gets better and better all the time. I it's funny, I've actually been using WhatsApp a bunch as well to communicate with yeah. people outside that actually don't have Slack in, in the business world. And it's so perfect, especially when you're trying to talk to people, you know, across, you know, in China or, you know, down in South America. It's just such an easy platform to be able to use. So that's great. Thanks for bringing WhatsApp to the table. Another question for you favorite podcast yeah. or audiobook that you're listening to? Oh, besides yours? Besides, besides your yes, yes, that's right. I should say, yeah, yeah, besides this podcast. Yes, yes, no. <laughs> I mean, I I wish I had like some crazy answers to this, but I mean, I am just such a fan of a good how I built this episode where you really just get to hear the, the upbringings of, of founders and people that just thought differently, failed multiple times, didn't get full buy-in, and then all of a sudden had their breaks. So I, um, I'd say that's something that really, really... Uh, soothes me from the podcast side. I also just listened to um, on audiobooks. What's that? Um, is it Green Light by, by Matthew McConaughey? That book was Oh by uh, Matthew McConaughey? Oh yeah, that book was Oh, I still haven't listened listened to that. I, I've gotta I gotta put that on my list. It's a great audiobook because it's just like he's it's his voice. He's just entertaining throughout the whole thing. You just feel like you're just like living this episode. You're just realizing, you know what? Some of the things that he's done are pretty absurd. But also like if I had this much enthusiasm about the way I was narrating something that happened, like my life's pretty fun and cool too. So it's a, it's a pretty cool one I'd say to listen to when you when you get a few moments here and there. Yeah, nice. Uh, Kenny, last question for you. If uh, you get you get an hour, okay, you get an hour. This person has to be alive. You can have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, and it can't be Elon Musk. It can be anybody but Elon. Uh, who would you choose? All right, no, that's a that's a good that's a good one too. I um, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go with Drake. I think he's uh I think he'd be a really interesting guy to 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 get an hour with just the way he's taken his career and just honed in on his art and done it time after time again I think is incredibly fascinating. I'm a huge hip hop rap fan so ever since I was too young to listen to the music. I've been a I've been a fan and following along and I just think it's so shocking that he's just kind of held the the championship, you know, trophy for so long. For like how many years? Like I feel like since I, I don't even know how many years. Yeah, and fellow Canadian, of course. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm half Canadian <laughs> too, so you know we have that. Oh, are you Kenny? Oh, great. Uh, well, I feel like if you're half Canadian, then you're full Canadian. So that's that's great to hear, Kenny. That's well, so, hey, thanks. That's so nice of you to say. Yes, yes, absolutely. Canadian. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Seriously, this was a great conversation. Really good to to get to know you, uh, you know, what you guys are up to there. Uh, where can people find out more about you and connect with Kenny Flowers? Absolutely. Well, I would say kennyflowers.com. You know, that's the website. If you really want to connect to us too, we're on Instagram, kennyflowers underscore. I'm a... Uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm working on doing a little bit more on my personal accounts, but Kenny Hayesfield is where you can kind of see a little bit more of the behind the, you know, behind the scenes of it all and, and what's going on in my personal life. So it's it, it's exciting. We're, we're growing as a brand. I'd say the brand has really grown with me from a guy just, you know, wandering around Bali in a Hawaiian shirt to, uh, you know, now having a wife, getting into a kid's line, start, you know, about to have a kid ourselves, et cetera. So hope to connect with whoever out there. Awesome. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.